From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. Over the past few months, Australians ordering goods online have been waiting longer than ever for their packages to arrive. In Victoria, parcels sent through Australia Post from interstate are taking up to 14 business days. So what's going wrong at Australia Post? Today, journalist and contributor to the Saturday paper, Hannah Ryan, on what these delays tell us about the vulnerability in Australia Post's business model. It's Wednesday, November 10. Hannah, across the country right now, people seem to be having a lot of problems getting their parcels delivered by Australia Post. There's delays, there's missing packages, the works. Is that your experience? What are you hearing? Well, I am one of the lucky ones. I'm actually quite a keen online shopper. And here in Sydney, as soon as we went into lockdown, I got online and bought a heap of stuff. And that all came pretty promptly. Um, And then I decided it was time to rein it in. But my partner has never bought anything online before and he decided to take the plunge about a month ago. He very bravely went on the Uniqlo website and ordered some socks and shorts. And I think it took three weeks in the end for them to come, which was a pretty like unsatisfactory debut for him. But if you look online, that's actually quite a good experience comparatively to a lot of what is going on for people waiting on parcels right now. Get in early. That's the advice from Australia Post ahead of Christmas. Surges in online shopping, a lockdown backlog. So if you look at Twitter and you look at the Australia Post handle, you'll just see customer after customer going, where is my parcel? It has been in a storage facility for the last three weeks. Why can't you move it? And people are really, I think, frustrated and at boiling point with that. Still, there's a backlog. Online shopping higher than ever. An international shipping crisis and strike action also playing part. And if you look on the Australia Post website, they provide an estimate of how long things are taking at the moment. The last time I checked, if you're in Victoria and you're waiting on an interstate parcel, it could take up to 14 business days to come. And if you're in New South Wales, it could take up to 11 days. The service is already swamped. Millions of parcels arriving and departing each month. And it's not just the kind of hobbyist online shopping people like me and my partner who are annoyed. It's also people who really depend on this for their business. So the retailers, the people selling things, small businesses who are copying a lot of the blowback from customers who are going, where's the product that I bought? Online shopping levels are already on par with last Christmas and with the busiest months still ahead, the advice is buy now or risk missing out. So all of this got me wondering, like, what is going on and why is this happening? Uh, So I did what journalists do and picked up the phone, made a few phone calls to figure out what's going on. Okay, and so what did you uncover, Hannah? What is it about this last few months in particular that has caused the Postal Service to become so strained? Well, I discovered that in some ways what we're dealing with now actually goes back to a pivot in the business model that started years ago. So with Australia Post, it does primarily letters and parcels, and it's that letters business which has been suffering. So no one really sends letters anymore. Those numbers have been going down and down. So the company's been, for the last few years, way more excited about the parcels business. Online retail has been booming. It's more financially successful. 
So they really moved to focus more on parcel deliveries, doubling down on that. They reallocated posties, so people delivering letters to parcel vans to emphasise that business. And that seemed to have worked. So this year when Australia Post announced its latest financial results, things were looking pretty good. Their revenue was up by over 10% to a record $8.27 billion, and that included more than $100 million in profits. But the very day after they announced those results, they gave a clue that there was a kind of a perfect storm brewing over their business. Retailers in New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT won't be able to ship uh, goods this weekend as Australia Post attempts to clear some of the backlog of its COVID deliveries. So Australia Post wrote to customers to let them know that it would be stopping parcel pickup for three days in New South Wales, the Australian Capital Territory and Victoria. The suspension will start at 7am on Saturday and will end on Tuesday. It is, of course, Father's Day. And that was because they needed to clear a mounting backlog and the system was overwhelmed. So really, they were victims of their own success here. The same thing that caused the revenue to really skyrocket, which was the amazing growth in online shopping and e-commerce, had also combined with lockdowns to bring that parcel delivery service to its knees. Mm. Okay, so it's essentially about demand then. People in lockdown, ordering things online, and the sheer volume of people doing that has overwhelmed the the postal system, even though it did try to anticipate that this was the way of the future. But, Hannah, lockdowns and online shopping, that has been the norm for a while now. So what's different about this last few months compared to last year? Sure. And when I first started reporting this story, I was a bit confused because I, I'd heard that online shopping numbers had risen at the start of the pandemic and you know now we're 18 months in, so why has this caught them by surprise? But when you look at the numbers, it really is quite extraordinary. 2020 was a big boom, but 2021 has left it in the dust. And I think the reason for that is because the extent of the lockdowns that we've had this year have been much more kind of widespread than they were in 2020. So you had millions and millions of people in lockdown all at once and for a really long time. So Australia Post reckons that just under 6 million households bought something online in September and 9.2 million households had bought something online in the past year. And they're regularly delivering over 10 million packages a week. But this is critical. At the same time as you had these massively increasing volumes, you also had the workforce of Australia Post impacted by COVID-19 in a much more dramatic way. So workers started getting sick and having to isolate. Okay, so essentially as Australia Post was dealing with more parcels, more orders than they had ever seen before, staff became less able to deal with them, which compounded the problem. That's exactly right. So Delta hit New South Wales and Victoria really hard and hit lots of frontline industries and workers. And that included Australia Post. And it highlighted another vulnerability with their business model. We'll be back after this. The Every Moment Matters campaign provides accurate, evidence-based information and advice about alcohol, pregnancy and breastfeeding. It has been created by the Foundation for Alcohol Research and Education and endorsed and funded by the Australian Government. Alcohol use during pregnancy can lead to Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorder, or FASD, a lifelong disability. So make the moment you start trying the moment to stop drinking. Visit everymomentmatters.org.au to find out more. As a a. 7am listener, 
You're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. Hannah, what is it about Australia Post's workforce that made them particularly vulnerable to COVID-19 outbreaks? So we know by now that COVID-19 doesn't affect people equally, that there are certain kinds of people and certain kinds of workers who are much more likely to be affected. So if you work a white-collar job and you work from home and you don't see that many people, you're much less likely to get the virus than if you're in a blue-collar industry, especially if you're in an industry that relies on precariously employed workers. Australia Post has also historically relied a lot on contractors, which has been really controversial and, and something that's been of heightened critique during the pandemic because of the precarity of that kind of work. Those people were much more vulnerable to COVID. They were more likely to pick it up in distribution centres and warehouses. They were also more likely to live with other frontline workers. So at any given time during these lockdowns in Victoria and New South Wales, Australia Post says that up to 800 workers were isolating after being exposed to COVID, which meant that they couldn't go to work processing parcels in storage facilities or delivering them to houses. So they've had the workforce going seven days a week now. Workers are doing overtime to get it all done. You've also got workers in Australia Post Contact Centre, which takes calls from customers, uh, which are now very angry phone calls. They've reported a much higher volume of customer abuse and threats, and they say that they don't have enough staff to cope with the volume. And in fact, they think that worker numbers are going down. Right. Okay. And so even though Australia Post is getting these record financial results and more business than ever before, its workers have been at a high risk of getting sick and also of being abused by customers. That's right. And then at the same time as that, you've had the executives being rewarded with big bonuses. So after bonuses were frozen in the last financial year, we've now seen the most recent annual report be tabled in Parliament recently. August and September were some of the biggest months in our 211-year history. And that reveals that the top seven executives at Australia Post shared in bonus payments totaling $4.85 million. And in some cases, that nearly doubled their salaries. Star Trek workers employed under your national enterprise agreement have not received a pay increase since December 2019. Whilst you're on 1.5 million to me. Does your bonus increase the more you hold wages back? No, it doesn't, Senator. There's a lot of people out there, both Australia Post staff and customers, their dominant experience of that company in the last few months has been really one of frustration. And I'm sure that those bonuses may rub people up the wrong way. Mm. Okay. And so what is Australia Post saying about all of this? Is it acknowledging these problems, the frustrations of its workers? Essentially, what Australia Post is saying is that this was unpredictable, that they're in uncharted territory. So I spoke to Gary Starr. He's one of those executives. He's the Executive General Manager of Business, Government and International. And his point of view is basically that they could not have seen this coming, the way that the length and the extent of the lockdowns combined with the impact on staffing. So he said that the company does have a lot of experience in dealing with emergencies, things like bushfires and the aftermath of natural disasters, but this was just impossible to see it play out. And Australia Post has been saying that despite the critiques that it's been too reliant on contractors in the past, that it's actually taken on way more full-time and permanent staff during this crisis to help them sort it out. 
But I think that the the real test of all of this is probably yet to come. This could just be a, a blip that people forget and forgive. But if they fail this test, then it could be a really lasting problem for their reputation. And that is this coming Christmas. Mm, and that's obviously because Christmas is the busiest time of year traditionally for people to send parcels. And I suppose this Christmas will be no exception. So is Australia Post preparing for that? Do you think that they will cope? So they say they will cope. (laughs) They think that things are getting better. So when people come out of lockdown, you do see a slight moderation in the numbers of people doing online shopping. So we've seen that in Sydney and we're seeing it in Melbourne now. When you can go back to a physical shop, some people do prefer to do that. But Christmas is obviously a thing of its own and they do expect numbers to go even higher. They're also hiring 4,000 Christmas casuals to help with the demand, a bunch of whom have already come on board and started to work. And they're going to keep doing weekend deliveries throughout the year. So hopefully we will get through it and they will get through it. But those bigger problems about the nature of the workforce and their vulnerability remain. So I think one of the big questions is going to be once they come out of this panicked period, this kind of crisis period, they're going to change anything more fundamental. Are they going to stop and reflect? Because the shockwaves from this pandemic throughout the world are going to keep coming. Hannah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. As a a. 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Also in the news today, a man in his 40s was shot dead by police in a home in Sydney's northwest on Tuesday, following what's been described as a physical confrontation. In a statement, a New South Wales police spokesperson said officers went to the home to conduct inquiries in relation to an outstanding warrant. An investigation into the shooting is underway. And the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has released the government's future fuels strategy, saying he'll not do anything to force Australians into using electric vehicles. The strategy does not include subsidies or tax incentives to increase the uptake in electric vehicles. Instead, the federal government says it will partner with the private sector to fund 50,000 charging stations in Australian homes. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.